Um, Zizek writes about uh, the Ten Commandments, where each commandment comes with its own implicit or inherent transgression. Um, and he elaborates on it uh, apropos the fucking uh, human rights. So it's like uh, you have the right to privacy, which means you have the right to adultery in secret where no one sees me or has the right to probe my life. You have the right to pursue happiness and possess private property, which gives you the right to steal or to exploit others. Uh, you have the <laughs> freedom of the press and of the expression of opinion, which is the right to lie. Uh, the right of free citizens to possess weapons, which is the right to kill, and ultimately the freedom of religious belief, the right to worship false gods, and and so on and so on. Wow. You can't, yeah, you can't conceive of the transgression without the law and vice versa. Like they, mm -hmm. they, they depend on each other. Yeah, and not to sound like too Foucauldian or something, but like clearly in um, the use of public hangings and that kind of thing. That is a, a site of intense super egoic enjoyment. Absolutely, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, sorry, I'm getting really cold. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. He says he says this of uh, Stalinists mm -hmm. uh, that the more reality is m miserable and depressive, the more a true Stalinist communist clings to his fetish. I would say that's probably also true of liberals too. In what that, way? The the more miserable things get for everyday people, the more the more a liberal thinks that if if we can only keep things a better version of the way they are, the better it will get. Right. Yep. He sums in the in, in an abstract to uh, an essay he writes on inherent transgression. He basically sums it all up, uh, and this can lead us maybe to the more kind of interpolative element of his uh, discussion here. But he says. The inherent transgression refers to the notion that the very emergence of a certain value, which serves as a point of ideological identification, relies on its transgression, which is what we've been talking about, on some mode of, of taking a distance from it. Ideology depends upon the gap that the symbolic order produces between itself and the subject as an effect of bringing the latter into being as a subject of language. Since there is no direct, unmediated relationship between the subject and the authentic true value, problem of belief takes on vital importance. Yeah, I think that's fundamental, right? Like that's what Zizek and Dala and Alenka are doing, right? You have, an, you have a distinction between explicit and implicit rules. Explicit rules being very obvious ones like the standards, laws, practices of the official order, whether it's courts, um, I don't know, police, government, schools, blah, blah, blah. Okay, fair enough. But when we talk about implicit rules, we get into a strange, like, virtual territory. Like, immediately mm -hmm. someone would be like, okay, but who really believes this? Where's the data or proof? How can you justify it or whatever, right? Because yeah. every time you you defer or displace it onto somebody else who believes, like the Robert Fowler point. Mm -hmm. So it does function on that level of, like, rumour and gossip that we've been talking about lately. Like, one believes such and such a thing. But the point is something like the materiality of our belief is not in our um, subjective relation to ourselves, but it's in our actual material practices, right? Like Blaise Pascal says that Jesus mm -hmm. likes to reference a lot, uh, that faith comes from kneeling down and praying. Right. Right.
and so on and so on. And so on and so on.